Hello, welcome to the 13th episode of At Least You Didn't. Unlucky for some, probably us. Yeah, almost certainly for us. I'm Caroline Burden. I am Annabelle Buckland. This is the At Least You Didn't podcast where you can just sit back, relax, listen and feel at peace with the fact that at least you didn't get yourself involved in some of the horrendously embarrassing and awkward situations we've been involved in. We met at a radio station years ago and we bonded over our disastrous lives and during lockdown we were just entertaining each other with our terrible tales and we decided to put it in a podcast. We wrote our stories down on pieces of paper and we posted them to each other and then we started a Zoom call with some gin uh, and we basically opened these pieces of paper one at a time, read them out and learnt more about each other, uh, far more than we ever needed to know. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that is what this podcast uh, is comprised of, some of those really terrible tales. Uh, So coming up on this week's episode, at least you didn't use your GCSE drama skills on the tube, go on a date in an unexpected location, or have a row at B&Q. At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. At least you didn't use your GCSE drama skills on the tube. Okay, so the year was 2014. Uh, picture mm. the scene. Rob and I are huge Elbow fans and it was his birthday, so I thought I'd surprise him with tickets to go to London to see Elbow perform at the O2. I was very much looking forward to it. He was very excited when he found out on the day. Um, and we were going to have a very lovely day. Now... At this point in my life, I was just married. I think we'd been married for like nine months, something like that. Honeymoon um, period. Honeymoon period, yeah. yeah. Also, I was looking the finest I have ever looked. I was looking ace. Anyway, we're on the train to go to London and we arrive at King's Cross and we jump on the tube and I am in a beautiful summery dress. Mm. Um I mean, I'm 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 on fire, Annabelle. Honestly, I really am looking great. I'm feeling aroused, and just <laughs> as you said, just as you describe it, and I'm like I'm feeling proper positive about how I'm looking. And we get on the tube, and it is approaching rush hour, and it's pretty busy. Oh, anyway, that's my favourite time is it's it? Favourite time on the tube. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate it. Love being up against strangers. <laughs> you would i hate the sweaty armpits you fall into all of that stuff anyway we get on there's lots of sweaty armpits and this woman looks at me and she goes oh would you like my seat i think well you only offer your seat to someone who's old and i'm like early 30s ill i don't look ill or pregnant no and so I, I say nothing and just look at her. And she follows it up with, when are you due? Oh, no. Oh, no, I know what you're, I know what you're about to say. Now, as mortified as I was, and I absolutely was mortified. You went along with it, didn't you? Well, I didn't want her to feel bad. She was a really nice person doing, you know, a kind thing and giving up her seat and, you know, willingly offering to stand under the armpit sweat of some disgusting individual instead of me. 
And I didn't want to make her feel absolutely mortified that she'd basically looked at someone and thought they were so fat they must be pregnant. (laughs) So I found myself, without even thinking about it, saying, in two months. Oh, no! I'm cradling your stomach lovingly. And Rob just looked at me like... (laughs) What? <sighs> anyway, I, I oh, the woman no. stands up, I sit down and she's all like, oh, is it your first? And I'm like, um, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, and she's looking at Rob, you know if it's a boy or a girl, yeah? And Rob was like, we, we do not know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we definitely do not know if it's a boy or a girl. Um... Anyway, the tube comes to a halt and I realise that I've never really paid that much attention to how pregnant people move around. And I feel like she's given me up her seat. I need to really... Got to put on a show. I've absolutely got to put on a show. So I found myself putting my hand in the small of my back um, to stand up. And then I sort of stood up with a... And then I found myself doing like a waddle. So rather than putting my feet one in front of the other, they sort of went side to side. <laughs> uh, and I sort of weirdly weight shifted side to side with the odd, oh, thanks. Enjoy the rest of your journey, I said. Award winning. Award winning performance. Yeah, had to, had to do it. That's mortifying. Humiliating, Annabelle. At least you didn't go on a date in an unexpected location. Right. So this was quite a few years ago now. It is when I just discovered quite a classy area of Oxford city centre to go for drinks. Okay. So there's this place called Jericho. I knew you were going to say Jericho. Jericho is a very fancy, pricey part of Oxford. And I was definitely living outside of my means when I discovered the cocktail bars of Jericho. Okay. And I'd been on a few nights out and each time had gone into this cocktail bar called Raoul's. Yeah. And there was a barman in there who I quite liked the look of. He probably flirted with every single girl who went to the bar, but whatevs, I was in. So Oh, the cocktail maker. I mean, that is perfect. I know. It's so hot when someone can mix a nice drink. Isn't isn't it? it? Yeah, I was I was very excited and I went on this date, this first date, and you know when you just you build up a picture of what someone's gonna be like in daylight, because obviously I'd only seen him in like bougie cocktail bar lighting. (laughs) Where he's wearing a nice dark shirt and smart trousers and looking all cool. Yeah. You don't really pay much attention to what's going on below the neck when someone's behind the bar. You just look at their face, don't you? And when I went on a date with him, he was effectively a a pencil in brogues. He was so spindly. So spindly. A pencil in brogues. Annabelle. Annabelle Buckland. Yes. And honestly, I am fine with a pencil in brogues if they've also got good chat. But sadly, sober Annabelle has a very different idea of what good chat is versus <laughs> drunk Annabelle. He's yakking on about how he grows his own herbs. And the more he's talking, the more I'm feeling like I've got to nod along and pretend I'm super yeah, interested that's... in all of these anecdotes. And I'm just not. So what are you doing? So... Like, oh, yeah, I love herbs. 
<laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, oh my god, how do you even how do you even grow micro herbs? Like they 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 sound amazing. They sound so amazing. You have to have like special compost. Compost. <laughs> So he then starts to say, if you're really this interested, I've got a great idea for a second date. And immediately I'm thinking, okay, here we bloody go. He's going to give me a private cocktail making class, isn't he? So I thought, oh my God, I'm so up for this date. And I said, oh yeah, well, what's it going to be? I can't think what it could possibly be. What have you got planned? And he's like, it's a surprise. So, a very obvious surprise, but, you know, a surprise nonetheless, yeah. Yeah, we all know what it's going to be. So I get all dressed up. I've got this little dress on. I've got, like, little sandals with a small heel. And I turn up at his house, and he comes out of the door and closes it. And I immediately think, excuse me, what are you doing? Clearly we're going into your house for this private cocktail, cocktail making. making session. Are you going, we, Why have you got a coat on? Were you going somewhere special for cocktail making? Oh my God, is it at the bar? Is he taking well, you to the bar? Sadly, no, Caroline, he's not taking me to the bar. Where he is taking me is his bloody allotment. What? He's taking you to an yeah. allotment? For your second his date? His, his allotment to show me his herbs. <laughs> <laughs> because I made out on the first date that I was so bloody interested in his micro herbs, which, by the way, are the exact same size as all the other bloody herbs you see in Asda. Amazing. And Amazing. So we have to trek to get to the allotment. Then we go in the allotment. He's got this big padlock on the gate, which he has to unlock and then lock the padlocked gate behind us. You don't want any vandals getting anywhere near that basil or that mint. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? Just look at the herbs and go, wow. I had to do that thing where you have to play dumb and be like, oh, my God, you've just introduced me to rosemary. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then he bent down and he was rooting around in his time or whatever. Pops back up again, thrusts his hand under my nose and goes, smell my fingers. That's not what I was expecting at all, Caroline, for a second date, if I'm honest. Smell my fingers. I bought a new dress for that date. I paid actual money for a new dress specifically for that occasion. Presumably there was no third date. There was no third date, Caroline. Presumably no you date. could also never show your fa- face at Raoul's ever again either. Oh, I've ruined that bar for myself forevermore. It's been about eight or nine years. I've never been back. <laughs> That's the true tragedy, that I've ruined Raoul's <laughs> cocktail bar for myself forever. On the upside, it's so expensive there. You've probably done yourself a favour. Probably gained money from going <laughs> on that date. <laughs> That's something I don't want to shout around. <laughs> At least you did. Hang on, hang on. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, you did. So this is the part of the show where we like to showcase your stories because it is so wonderful to know that we are not alone in this club. It's not a club of two people, as we have learnt since doing this podcast. There are a lot of weirdos. It's a global community. Um, if you have a story and at least you didn't story please do share it with us uh, on the socials we are on Instagram and Facebook just search for at at least you didn't Um, tell us your tales of embarrassment this week we 
<laughs> we spoke to a lady who I think it's safe to say we will never forget. We will never forget the day we spoke to Liz Millian. Let's be honest, she had a wealth of stories to choose from. It was hard to whittle it down. We might have to get her back another time. Almost certainly. But, but for this episode, she shared her embarrassing story. At least you didn't get kicked out of a tapas restaurant. It's important to remember Liz is a professional illustrator. This story is just, it's just the worst, right? It was a few years ago, right? So, um, do you know, I'm always on a diet. I don't know about you, I'm constantly on a diet. I'm always like thinking, right, I'll be good now and then I'll be naughty <laughs> later, right? So we were going to this tapas bar won't mention which one because there's a couple you know quite cosmopolitan in Darlow um, <laughs> and uh, my husband had booked us a table my brother was going and his friends and all their partners and I was really excited and I said uh, oh brilliant we're going for tapas I'm gonna get you know you get like the menu drop down the little menu and you tick it all so it's like yeah. tata bravas all day I'd been like oh I'm gonna have those meatballs and <laughs> some cheese and just like meat and cheese and carbs and potatoes did I mention potatoes so, so I was really, really hungry. My husband does this thing like we can't just go for a meal at seven. We have to go out for about four drinks. So we're really like a bit woo. And then I'm like half the point of hunger by then. I'd sometimes even have a bag of crisps in my back, right? So anyway, we got up to this tapas bar and uh, I was seated against like the window and I could see like um, all the restaurant and all the kitchen and we were chattering away. And then the guy came over and gave us our little tiki boxes. And I was like, patata bravas, meatballs. Like all the food, and like you know, it all comes in picky bits. Normally, I don't like sharing food, but I like sharing this. And my mouth was just wet at the thought of all this food, right? So, anyway, um, as I did this, uh, I've got a little signature of a mouse, right? And um, it's a very simple mouse. You start with two ears, and you do a long nose. And you do a little tail, a little flourishy tail. Bear in mind, I had quite a few beers at this point on an empty stomach, right? It did look like a mouse, right? So off the orders well, went. With I mean, you're a professional illustrator. I mean, yeah, I, this I, is like my little signature, right? Instead of doing, like, if I sign books, I sign my name. But with a little mouse on, people go, oh, what a lovely mouse. I go, I know. And then, <laughs> right, this man went off and I was like, oh, I'm starving. I was like looking at the door thinking, when's he coming with that food? I'm starving. Anyway, I could see him like talk to this other chef guy. The chef guy was looking a little bit disgruntled. So I was like, mm, something going on over there. Not that like the conversation was boring because it wasn't because I was like, I'm like a chameleon. I've got eyes all over the place. <laughs> I could see that there was some sort of thing going on in the corner. And then this other person came in and this guy was holding what was like a bit of paper. I didn't know it was my mouse. At this point, I'd be thinking, oh God, it's because I've ordered all the food and I've they're going never so before. Questions. Never well, before has somebody ordered already. so many tick boxes. <laughs> For someone so slim and attractive, she can't offer it away. It was quite a big table. I think there was like eight of us, so we were quite a big table. And like, I was just thinking, that's strange. Nothing, nothing like too bad at this point. Then the man came back and I thought, oh, we've clearly forgotten to order some feta cheese or something. And he came over and he said to my husband, um, excuse me, we just want to know, because I think he's Egyptian, this guy, we want to know with uh, what was like the, the reason behind the drawing of, um, the drawing on the piece of paper. And uh, my husband was like, I'm sorry. And like, he sort of showed it. And Mark went, oh, it's my wife. She's an illustrator. She's, uh, it's just, uh, it's just her way 
It's just a way of like doing a signature. It's just my wife. And he didn't say it was just a mouse. He just said, oh, it's just my wife. Like she's a bit of a wally, just, it's fine. <laughs> so this guy looked a little bit more confused, right? And I was like, oh God, something's going down. He thinks I'm calling him a dirty rat. Or he's thinking I'm like saying that he's got mice in the kitchen. And then I started looking and he was really looking a little bit annoyed. And I was just like, oh my God, what is going on? Anyway, this man came back over and he said, excuse me, my chefs want to know why you have drawn a penis on <gasps> the, the list. <laughs> And my husband went, what? <laughs> and he went, we all went, what? So everyone at that point went, what? Because I am like a bit famous for drawing willies where I shouldn't write. That's another story. But draw, why would I draw a jenk on a menu? Like, it's not like we'd waited ages and I was killing time by trying to like doodle, doodle away an hour. Like I normally doodle on things. I don't draw willies on stuff. So anyway, my husband went, what? It's a mouse. And I was just like, it's all right, Mark. It's all right. It's okay. It doesn't matter. So we went off and then I thought, I'm going to have to sort this out. So like a skid like slided, slid past everyone, past all the chairs. No one really was aware of it because I could just see this all like happening. It was like faulty towers, like some farce was about to kick off. And I went up and I went, excuse me, do I look like the sort of person in brackets? Clearly I am. The <laughs> draw the penis on a menu like do I honestly because I looked quite nice I was scrubbed up and he just went why did you draw a penis anyway at this point the food is coming out right the food like some sort of be our guest scene <laughs> so all these like things were going past my face I was like Tom and Jerry like <laughs> sniffing the plates of patata bravas going past my face and I was like oh and then all oh, the next thing I know my brother who's quite a big chap he comes up and he goes here starts like pushing his thumb on top of the till. And he went, we were gonna spend a lot of money in here tonight. If she wanted to, she, she wanted to draw a big cock and balls on that menu, <laughs> we could, right? The amount of money we were gonna spend. And I was like, but I didn't draw a cock and balls and I didn't, I drew a mouse ball. And my brother was like, my husband was like, send back the food, send back the food. Oh, no, what? We are not staying. I was like, but this can be resumed. I can draw you a mouse and prove it is a mouse, not a penis and balls. And then they went, I think that's a good idea. So bags were grabbed, drinks were drunk, chairs pushed in, food going back to kitchen. And I was just feeling really sick at this point thinking, I'm hungry, I'm drunk, I am being banished from the tapas bar, I am an illustrator. Then I was thinking, I could sell my story to the papers and stand outside with my disgruntled face with a picture of my penis mouse. Now, penis mouse is famous. So we went for an Indian restaurant, went to an Indian restaurant. I was like, I don't want any, I want my potato bravas. And then my husband stood up and he went, it's not good enough. I'm going to go back and sort them out. And people were like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, he went, no, I'm not going to go and fight them. I'm just going to go because he says, you don't know my wife. She's laughing now, but at three in the morning, she will feel sick and think, I've upset someone. <laughs> I'm going to go back. Bless him. He went back in the rain like you and went upstairs and went, excuse me, can I have a word, please? Because my wife is very upset. They all went, We'd like to apologise. Um, we did look again at the drawing and it is indeed 
a mouse. <laughs> and do you know what? Do you know what? He got a free voucher for a meal as an apology. Did, Did you finally get your bloody patatas brabas? No, he took his bloody friends the next <laughs> week! No! No! And where is he now? Under the patio? <laughs> <laughs> With his garlicky breath. <laughs> if you would like to see her illustration of a penis versus her illustration of a mouse, uh, you can see it now on our socials at At Least You Didn't. What a treat. I've never been in a restaurant where you tick off what you want. I mean, that sounds brilliant. It's a bit like being in Argos. Anyway, if you have anyway. uh, an At Least You Didn't story, please do share it with us. You can find us on the socials at At Least You Didn't. Let's get on with the episode. At Least You Didn't have a row in B&Q. Yes. Now, I know what you're going to say. Are you even in a relationship if you stood in B&Q and not had a row? And I get that. I get that. It's like a rite of passage. However, um, this really is, at least you didn't have a row in B&Q and have a stranger get involved. Okay. Okay. So it was that bad that, that a member bad. of the public had to, had to weigh in on this row. 100%. Okay. So um, we were doing up our kitchen and trying to choose paint colours. Now... I'm the kind of person who will pick up all of the tester strips, take them home, look at them a million times, like yeah. cut it down to maybe about 20 and then say, yeah. right, let's go and buy 20 tester paint pots. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then Rob says, they're two pounds each. We're not spending 40 quid on paint that we don't even think we're going to use. So this row had already started and we're there in B&Q and I'm going, okay, well, let's just test out this one and this one. He's like, no, we don't need to test one out. We just need to buy one. So this is already going on and we've picked up varying bits of, you know, this colour or that colour or this colour. And my mum is looking after Arthur and she's taken him to the park um, and she's given him some lunch and she phones and she says, right, we're on our way back now. Where are you? And I said, where are exactly where you left us, mum? She's like, we've been gone for like an hour and a half. Yes, mum, we're still in B&Q, mum. Anyway, so my mum's like now on her way back to try and find us still in B&Q and we're still arguing over these stupid pieces of paper and I'm going, I want a duck egg blue. That is not duck egg blue. That is more green. And Rob's like, it's not more green. It's definitely more blue. And then he's picking some up going, try this one. I'm like, that is a deep turquoise. That is not, it. Like in a million years, that is no way near a duck egg blue. Um, and then this passerby went, maybe you need this one as a complete joke and hands us this card on which the paint is called Stay Calm. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. And what I just an went... Legend. I really hope you bought that can of paint yeah. and painted your entire house with it. Yeah, I just went, screw it, let's get this. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> what colour was it? Like a greeny colour? Yeah, it was. It was, if you take a duck egg and make it really, really deep, but add a lot of green. It was one of those... <laughs> Um, and we bought in theory we bought enough to do our kitchen but when we had loads left over so then we also did our bathroom and the hallway oh, lovely <laughs> and are you really calm now in your kitchen and bathroom and hallway oh, no never very rarely <laughs> <laughs> the thing is though it wasn't even like that experience doing that kitchen up wasn't even the only row that we had in B&Q just doing that kitchen up we had two 
Um, only the other one wasn't actually with Rob. It was with somebody who worked there. Okay. This is you abusing a poor, unsuspecting oh, job assistant. I think you'll find it was the other way around. <gasps> exactly. Exactly. So this time I'm at work and on my way home from work, Rob phones me and says, can you pop into B&Q and pick up some white spirit? Because we're running out and those paintbrushes yeah. ain't going to clean themselves. Right, so pop to B&Q, pick up some white spirit, take it to the tills. Get to the tills and there is a man there working who looks at me, laughs and says... Shall I make your day? I thought, yeah. odd. Unlikely for anyone to make my day if I'm sitting in B&Q. Uh, go on, shall I make your day? Oh. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> and he went, have you got any ID? What? I bet no one's asked you for ID in a while. Have you got any ID? Shall I make your day? <gasps> no. I just stood there and thought, I know you think you're being funny, but you're basically calling me old and haggard to my face. What yeah. you're saying is, I am so old, there is no way I could pass for an 18-year-old. It would be completely ridiculous and over the top to ask you for ID, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, look, okay, I'm 30. That's completely plausible. I'm 30. I got ID'd the other day. Exactly, because they say um, over over 25. That's what the signs say everywhere, isn't it? If you look 25 or under, they're going to ask you for your ID. So, you know, at 30, I could well be 25. But the cold, hard truth of the matter is I haven't been ID'd since I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't. A baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin many knickers. It could be worse. So thank you very much for getting through awkward number 13. Hope nothing bad happened to you while you're listening. Oh, imagine that. Imagine if someone saw a black cat whilst listening to episode number 13. Oh. And walked under a ladder. And saw two blackbirds. That's joy. One for sorry, two for joy. That's true. You, you better pray to see two blackbirds. <laughs> Isn't it magpies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, coming you need up. You to go to bed, don't you? I really? do. Uh, coming up on next week's episode, at least you didn't forget your own name, turn self-care into self-loathing, or live on an inflatable boat. Oh, and we must say, we have been nominated for an award. Oh, yeah. Uh, we really forgot about this. Um, and we could really do with your help. If you go to our Facebook page uh, or Instagram page at At Least You Didn't, you will find the details there of a website. Uh, what you need to do, click on the link, scroll down to the second category, which is your comedy category, and click on At Least You Didn't. That part is very important. Yeah, don't click on someone actually, else. To actually vote for our podcast, yeah. <laughs> please. Also, just a sneaky tip. It says one vote per IP address but if you're doing it on your phone that technically means you can do one per your Wi-Fi and then one per your 3G slash 4G R-U-X-M-I-5 I mean basically also if you're going into a workplace log on to their Wi-Fi that gives you the chance to do a third vote you could even go to your local library yep your Starbucks all of those yep oh, crushing the, the system 
Do we still have internet cafes? Um, according to Line of Duty, we do. So, yeah, I guess we do. Pop off to your local internet cafe. Be a lamb. <laughs> <laughs>